This episode contains graphic descriptions of corpses. Listener discretion is advised. Limbs, heads, and buckets of male genitalia. This is the dark underbelly of donating your body to science. Welcome to Plot Twist. Hey y'all, welcome to today's episode. This is Janelle, trash can basketball star. And Morgan, world record holder. So today we're going to be talking about, oh, first of all, I want to remind everybody that our new name on podcast platforms is going to be Plot Twist Podcast colon A Grave Affair. There's a lot of plot twist podcasts, and there was literally just a new one that popped up, and I was like, we got to do something about this. (laughs) Yeah, so just remember that it's plot twist, and then remember to, like, type in Grave Affair. Yeah. And you should find it. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I just want to remind people. I mean, you found it this time, but I don't know if you, like, came from our Instagram or something. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so today we're going to talk about something that has been in making its rounds in the news again. I don't even actually know how. This is one of the story that's coming out. It's from 2016, but I've been seeing it on like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. So it's like coming out again. It's making the rounds for some reason. It's just popping up in popularity. Yeah. My sister popping said it to me. Popularity. Popping up in popularity. My sister sent it to me and I remember seeing this when it came out. My sister doesn't want to listen to the podcast. So if it's going to be something that makes her listen, welcome, Amanda. This was your idea. So (laughs) I really hope you tune into this one. (laughs) Okay, so we'll be talking about body donation. What does it mean to donate your body? When most people think of body donation, they think about, you know, the organ donor status that you put on your driver's license. But there's actually a few different types of post-mortem body donation. And the reason I say post-mortem, it's obviously, just to clarify, you can donate parts of your liver, you can donate a kidney, stuff like that. So that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, and you can do all of those while you're alive. Yes, and still be alive afterwards. You can make the living choice while you're still breathing. You can make the choice. Oh, I kind of like that. It's important to make your choices clear, and we're going to talk a lot about that. An organ donor, I think, is the one that people think of the most when you think of donating your body. Someone, just like I was saying, someone might choose to donate their organs after they die. You can donate eyes and some other tissue after you've already died and been dead. But you can also donate vital organs such as your heart, lungs, intestines, kidneys, things like that, it's a little more complicated. It has to be harvested, I hate that word, at the time of your death. So someone would be what we consider brain death, that they have, you know, no brain activity, and that's very closely determined. 
over a long period of time. And the only reason that they are alive is because they are on life support. And if that person had chosen to be a donor, they can withdraw life support and then take their organs and donate them to another person. Right. So it's a pretty immediate, fast working system when you're doing organ donation. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people understand that that is... There's only a small window when you can donate vital organs. Yeah, I hear that it can be very hard for families because they're Mm -hmm. not expecting to be ushered out so quickly after their loved one has passed. Yeah, it can be really, really hard. But for some people, it's it's, uh, rewarding to know that their loved one's organs are helping someone else survive. But anyway, that's a whole other complicated issue. The last two types of organ donation or body donation is what we're going to be talking about today. The first type is a university donor. Your body would be used to educate students at a university. They can use your whole cadaver or take specific parts of your body. This can either be done by donating directly to the university or you can donate it through an organization. So for example, my experience in nursing school, we had a whole cadaver. We also had things like skulls that people had donated and You can look at all the different landmarks and things like that. The body, the cadaver that had been donated was donated to our, our, well, it was the university, but our physical therapy students were the ones to dissect it. And then after that, everyone else in the anatomy classes got to use it. So when you say dissected, what do you mean by that? I mean, they opened them up and took apart all of the organs and things like that. I mean, everything stayed inside. But they, you know, opened it up so you could see muscles, bones, tissues, internal organs. Gotcha. Okay. So you're, you had one when you were in anatomy? Yeah. So we had, our school had two. Damn, girl, you had two? Yeah, we had two. And having taken, so I took a lot of anatomy classes just because it was not my strong suit. So I've taken a lot of them. (laughs) And I will say... So I went to two different colleges for anatomy class. The one college did not use cadavers and only used plastic, I don't know, pull apart, almost like human puzzle pieces. And I would not know. It, it is not the same at all. Like if you told me to point at something that you only taught me on the plastic one, I would not be able to figure it out with the actual human cadaver, which would pose a real issue if you're trying to learn because you want to be a surgeon. Mm -hmm. Or our school had a lot of physical therapy, nursing students, pre-med, so it's kind of important. Oh, yeah. I was like, this would be, I would not be able to do this if I, like, if you, like, taught me on the plastic one, they were like, figure it out. You're going to surgery on a real person. I'd be like, I don't know. This all looks so different. But it's, that's a good perspective to have because I'm kind of curious too. That was like what I was wondering. Does it matter? But you have the perspective of learning with and without. The third type of body donation is what's, I guess, the typically what you think of donating your body to science. So your body or specific body parts can be used in research for, or medical training. So rather than a university, this may be used for more of a surgeon who's learning a new product or residents who are going to become doctors or also for research because a lot of research in 
medicine has to be on, you know, body parts. It doesn't work. And a lot of medical devices are going to have to be tested on human tissue. And I think it, I'm sure it's easier to learn on human tissue for surgeons and physicians who are going to be using those medical devices. When you decide to donate your body to science through an organization, unless you're donating to a specific university or a research company, it can be used for either education or research. In a lot of places, your state's anatomical board is the main institution that accepts applications for whole body donation. And that organization will decide where the body is sent. In other states, the body donation process is centralized through the state anatomical board, and the donor can choose what medical institution the body goes to. But in other states, the state university system manages donations, so it is vastly different throughout the country, state to state. Not everybody can and will be accepted to one of these programs. Cause of death, disease, and weight do play a factor. Bodies that are positive for hepatitis, HIV, syphilis, etc. are often excluded. After looking at several sources, the consensus is to have a plan B in case the body cannot be donated. After a non-transplant tissue donation, the parts of the body that weren't used in donation are cremated and sent back to the family. Some organizations cannot guarantee that the family will receive remains after donation, For low-income families, this may be a really great option for dealing with a situation such as this. Morgan, like you were saying, this is a really good option, can be a really good option for people who otherwise may not be able to afford cremation or burial. There is no cost, for the most part, for the next of kin when donating a body to science. But on the other hand, many companies seem to target low-income families and veterans who might not feel like they have another choice. For instance, there are some websites that we looked on that had pages for veterans, which they're kind of showing them their options and what to do if their benefits don't cover all the costs of the burial. But that feels, I don't know, to me, it felt a little bit like trying to reach out to veterans and like in an inappropriate way and kind of target them. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, on the one hand, it can be a very good option. But on the other hand, a lot of veterans do fall into the low-income category as well. Right. And that's, I think the problem where that comes in is people who would otherwise not want to donate their body to science. Yes. I think that as a whole, it seems that this community is really preying on the low income deaths that occur within the community. Yeah. I found some t- statistics that really led me to believe that there is a concerning a concern that people are only choosing this because of their income status. 31% of donors were veterans. 78% of donors did not graduate from college, which means that their income is on average lower. And the majority of donors had income below the state average. This isn't surprising to me because I don't think that most people would want to donate their body to science. I mean, some people probably would love to do that. There are people out there who would be excited by it, who 
would find it really fascinating. Maybe they're hoping that their body helps cure a disease or maybe they want to be shot up into space. I mean, some people, this this is for some people. Yeah. But it's not for most people. Right. And I think it really bothers me that they target people who don't have another option when maybe a different uh, approach could be to make people feel more comfortable and more excited about donating your body to science. Mm -hmm. But instead, they're reaching out to marginalized communities and being like, hey, you don't have any money. Why don't you donate your body to science? Because what else are you going to do? Exactly. And I don't think it's right. But on the other hand, I do understand the desperation that they may have because this is not an option most people want to do and there are still universities hospitals that need bodies to work with to use there just needs to be a better way to make this uh, an option that more people would be interested in that's a really good point and making people feel comfortable with it because as we're going to talk about there's a lot of controversy and inappropriate things done with bodies when they donate their bodies to science. So actually working on that, I think would do a lot for people to actually feel comfortable donating their body to mm-hmm. science. The University of North Texas Health Science Center holds a legacy of life ceremony for those who have donated their bodies to science. This is so cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool to like remember people and like thank them for what they mm-hmm. did. And again, this is something that might make people want to donate their body to science Mm -hmm. to show that they've been appreciated and show the contributions that they've made. Exactly. In Texas, hundreds of bodies per year are donated to colleges and universities by various counties when they cannot find a next of kin or they cannot afford to bury their loved one. Their other option is for the state to pay for a bare bone cremation. So they often opt to donate the bodies to science. Which nobody is consenting to. The person cannot consent. Their families don't consent. So they're basically donating their bodies without consent. Yeah. This is like the the sketchy bits. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into the, the really sketchy, sketchy stuff. So this was nobody's choice, right? This violates a person's medical autonomy. When they or their family member don't get to choose what happens to their body after death. Some religions don't allow for whole body donation, and some people just don't want their bodies donated to science at all. This can also cause the public to lose trust in the medical system, especially among historically marginalized populations. They may view this as profiting off the death of vulnerable communities. Maybe that's because it is. (laughs) And I do see, I don't know, I see a need for bodies and this is cheaper for the state and the county or whatever but it just seems like this this is a convenient way for us to get Mm -hmm. bodies it kind of almost feels like grave robbing to me a little bit what about unclaimed bodies yeah i think this i think the unclaimed bodies fall under this too okay if they can't identify you and you're unclaimed, to me, that feels a lot less sketchy because it's like at least we are doing something with this body that is going to hopefully serve, you know, for the greater good or, you know, at least the body, that person is being put into some kind of purpose. 
Instead of an unclaimed and, grave. Yeah, and instead of just sitting there. And a lot of the times, I don't know that you do get buried. I think they do. I think they put them in like a pauper's grave. Do they still do that? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I know we went to that pauper cemetery. I think yeah. they used to. I'm not sure that that's that common anymore. I'm pretty sure they can keep them for like years. But they're not going to keep them, are they? Um, Not forever. But I do think because... Okay, this is weird. But I've gone to like... They will post pictures of unclaimed bodies on different mm-hmm. web, like corners, websites, on the off chance that somebody recognizes the person. But they can keep them. I think I've seen somebody who had been there for like three years. Wow. I'm going to assume that they will end up cremating them. Mm-hmm. But if another option is science, like I feel better about that than preying on the poor who have an identified loved one and who have a family. Right. But this person, they also have families and they may just not be able to be identified and they are still people without, they didn't That's consent. True. I don't know. I think it is a, it's a, it's a tricky situation. And I under, I understand that the state doesn't want to pay for it. Because also they might not have wanted to be cremated either. That's true. Because That's you don't true. know what their religious background is. Some religions don't, um, they're, don't align with like the cremation process yeah that's that's true and too. that could be depending on your religion like a really big violation mm-hmm. i do think it is unreasonable to just bury all the bodies no and it, i mean respectfully they could do it disrespectfully but i feel like you know cremation is gonna be the more yeah. respectful and, option but not for everybody we're running out of space a lot yeah. of places are running out of space so if you're in a populated city and you're an unclaimed body they're not likely going to bury you especially somewhere mm-hmm. like that because that space is like that space is money yeah <laughs> i mean is it true. is that space is money it is. i don't know so how do these bodies get from point a to point b after they're donated like i said earlier some people donate their bodies directly to the source for like a university but there are also body brokers or non-transplant tissue banks these are non-profit or not-for-profit companies that facilitate whole body donations from donors and sell tissues or whole bodies to various companies and organizations they usually charge processing fees that can be hundreds or thousands of dollars rather than actually quote-unquote selling the body parts sale of body parts is legal in the united states when the bodies have been donated or when the sales are to a medical company or a university or something like that. States all have their own laws, but the majority of them allow sales of body parts in this realm, donated body parts to medical entities. Some body brokers actually pay funeral homes a fee so they'll solicit potential customers. So they try to bring in and convince customers to donate their bodies to science because body brokers are paying them. This whole system is not well regulated by the government. Reuters actually did a really good expose on this. They have a huge database of information. Yeah. Like, they, if you're interested in this topic, they have done so much research and there are multiple articles. Yeah. If you're that interested, you should check it out because I think I read at least three of them. Yeah, there's like an eight-part series and then they went off from that and did more Mm -hmm. like follow-ups and stuff. Very thorough. So thorough. It's so good. Okay, so in one part of the series, Reuters explains 
quote, when a body is donated, few states provide rules governing dismemberment or use or offer any rights to a donor's next of kin. Body parts can be bought, sold, and leased again and again. As a result, it can be difficult to track what becomes of bodies or, bodies or donors, let alone ensure that they're handled with dignity. These body brokers work at typically large warehouses where they store the bodies and various body parts, where they procure everything right on site. These are around residential areas and other businesses. Back in 2015, a health inspector was around one of these warehouses and they saw a man with outside outside the warehouse sawing out a human torso with a hose outside in <laughs> in mid daylight and he explained that you know this man he saw him outside he's sawing out this body pools of blood and tissue are just kind of weaving in and out down the street and into the gutters i feel like this just shows you the amount of respect that they're treating with their bodies with and they're not cognizant that this is a dead body are these people they're hiring are just stupid i'm sorry uh, but this is a stupid this person did a stupid thing it's a very stupid this thing. Stupid. It's in broad fucking daylight. I understand that, yes, you will need to thaw out some of these body parts to send off. Um, but it should be done inside. There are, like, you can't thaw this out inside? And not make it a public health hazard? Is there no room to do that? <laughs> like, there should be a designated space in their warehouse, in their lab, to be doing this type of thing. If there's not, you shouldn't be doing it. Don't bring them outside. Oh my God. Imagine if your house was next door, you see like blood flowing into your sewer. Fuck. No. Fuck no. <laughs> and he doesn't think anybody's going to like complain or be concerned. He's just like, this is my day. I mean, to me, this sounds like the person who's doing this, A, they're doing something really stupid, which makes me think that maybe... There's something not right with them. This feels too sick and twisted just to mm -hmm. be like, to just not have the understanding that you shouldn't be bringing half of a human being outside into a very well visible alleyway. This sounds like somebody who's wanting to be a murderer. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just sounds like this is just, there's all sorts of wrong here. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of like really cool people who are just interested in this. Yes. But there's also, I can see it being like attractive to people who are twisted. Yes. The most bonkers report that I read on was about this woman's internship with a body brokerage. Interestingly enough, she was getting a degree in nutrition somehow somehow ended up with an internship at a body brokerage she's young i think she was 20 21 years old at the time and she's working there and one day they're going through the process of procuring different body parts in the lab and her leader whoever was in charge of her while she was there was like hey lady you've never done this before everybody else has decapitated somebody 
Um, do you want to do that today? Today's your day. Come on over. We're, we're going to do this. And so they give her a, what she described as like a small saw. And she just said, like, listen, I just went at it. I didn't know what to do. You know, somebody at my internship told me to do this. You're young. You're impressionable. You don't know. And you're in the moment. I mean, I probably would have, if I was in her situation, done the same thing, unfortunately. I feel like I would, being an impressionable young person, just be like, well, this is what they're asking of me. How could it be wrong? You know, you're young. And like you're, it, and when are you going to ch- get a chance to do something like this again? Not that it's something you I would want to do, you know, but it might be something that she's thinking, this is a great learning right. opportunity. And I don't think she had any guidance. Like she just went at it and they were like, okay. Um, a 20 year old nutrition student. Decapitating a body's head. I don't know. That just to me was the icing on top. Like that was probably the most bonkers story that I heard. I believe that place has since shut down. They were under a huge investigation. I fucking hope. (laughs) One body broker organization was the Biological Resource Center or the BRC in Arizona. A 2016 investigation by Reuters revealed that remains of 20 bodies were used in army experiments without consent. According to Army policy, parameters must be filed prior to using human cadavers in experiments. There must not be any other alternative to using a human body, and the donors must have a reasonable expectation that the body may be used in blast experiments and consent to that. Like in some of the cases we're looking at, they had a box. A lot, I think a lot of places do this, that you, they have a box to check am i okay with blast experience traffic yes blast experiments traffic experiments stuff like that so you choose yes or no yeah and the army policy is very clear i actually i feel nerdy but i actually really enjoyed reading the whole like i don't know 12 page army policy handbook on the use of cadavers because it is very clear Mm -hmm. very easy to understand it goes through everything in such detail i it was just beautiful beautiful piece of work i think Um, the problem is well we'll get into it all yeah there are problems and it's not but the paperwork is solid right and i think the problem is too i guess i'll just say now that if the like body brokers or the tissue banks aren't following these protocols Mm -hmm the army can't really do anything about no. it and they don't they're not always they don't always know that the they're communication told, between the body brokers mm-hmm. and where they are selling those bodies to is broken mm-hmm. like between them so you can't necessarily blame the army or whatever experiment that you're not happy with they don't know yeah which that's is a great point problem that is the problem because they're they're under the impression that they are receiving these bodies with consent things like that yes so there's a lot of problems with it but the um the army policy she is snatched can i say that i don't know i like it i don't know (laughs) 34 bodies were given to the military without permission 18 of these bodies were not given the option of choosing whether or not they wanted to be used for these types of experiments nor were they notified that the bodies may be used by the military The remaining 16 either chose not to be included in army experiments or did not select either option. 
two people who donated their bodies had checked a box indicating they did not want to be used in army experiments. Just like we said, you know, there is that box that you check yes or you check no. But the BRC called their wives to convince them to give consent. One of these women was called 48 hours after her husband died. That's sick. And this is another example of these tissue banks, body brokers, preying on vulnerable people. 48 hours. And I'm sure that they were like, fine, whatever. I'm in the depths of my grief. Leave me alone. What can I say to make you leave me alone? That is unacceptable. Letters were sent to families outlining medical experiments their loved ones' bodies were used in. The military experiments were left out of these letters completely. And so it's a purposeful cover-up. This Mm -hmm. isn't an uh, oversight. Not everybody might want to know writing letters telling the family what the bodies were used for. Mm -hmm. Not everybody might want to know because... Just because your loved one chose this for themselves does not mean that their mother, daughter, sister, brother was comfortable with this. And mm-hmm. they may not need to know those details and they may not want to know. This is a great point. And I think this would be a good thing to include in consents. Yeah. Do you want to know? Check yes or no. Yeah. Because some people really just, this was not their choice. They may not have wanted that for them. And they might not want to picture their mom and dad in a lab cut up somewhere but since some people might really want to know yeah what were they used for whose lives did they save i think that should definitely be a choice and that's another aspect of consent and agency of the family that they should be able to choose Mm. the article that people have started talking about again and this is i think it was end of september early october when this started circulating it took us a little while to do the research okay so it started circulating again. Um, Just tell them what it is. <laughs> tell them the title. Man suing body donation company after mother's corpse was used in bomb testing. Pretty hardy title that grips the soul, right? <laughs> I love that right? <laughs> okay, maybe it sounds stupider when I say it out loud. I liked it. This happened also at the BRC. He was a part of this issue that we were just talking about. Jim Stouffer's mother, Doris wanted to be donated to science. Oh, Doris. I know. Doris, just a sweet old lady who wanted to help people. She died in, in hospice from Alzheimer's. What she wanted was her, her body to be donated to science so they can study Alzheimer's. That's lovely. It is. But as Morgan, you were pointing out, you don't get to choose if when you donate to a tissue bank, a non-transplant tissue bank, what your body is going to. And if you want your body donated to something specific, if possible, you should donate it to the organization. And then, wait, what were you saying about the brain? So I just quickly looked this up because I thought it was interesting that just because I worked in healthcare and I work with seniors and memory care and all that. So I just thought it was interesting that they would even want a full body. And in like three minutes of Googling, there is no Alzheimer's organization that will take a full body donation. They're only looking for the brain to be donated. So in that case, he obviously was not aware of this. 
you would donate directly to them or they could point you in the right direction as to who would do this type of research with the brain. And in that case, they would just take the brain, sew you back up, and you could still have a full funeral with a full viewing if you wanted. That'd been such a better option for poor Mm -hmm. Doris. So Jim had every reason to believe that his mother's body would be used for medical research. In fact, the consent form he filled out included that box to check for consent, whether he wanted her body to be used for military testing or not. He checked no. Years later, a Reuters reporter was talking to Jim about this whole thing, and he he was the one who told him that her body was used in blast impact. So he had no idea that the company did not, the BRC did not contact him. So they had removed one of her hands, cremated that, and sent that to her son. The rest of her body was blowed up. As much as the situation bothers me, and it does, this is not what they wanted. After years and years, this man comes back to irritate this man's soul. Like he is probably losing a loved one. It's devastating. You're at this point, you know, you've moved forward with your life. You're not heavily grieving anymore. Oh, by the way, slap in the face. Just want to tell you what happened to your mom. I don't know. It seems very insensitive. I understand that the information is important. It's important to know that people who uh, think that something's going to happen and something else happens, like it's important to know that things are not being done correctly and communication is not being received from point A to point B. It just doesn't go anywhere from point A. But why bring it back? I don't know. Like, I just think it's very insensitive. I I 100% that also bothered me as soon as I read it. You could have done this without being specific and saying it was your mom. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to know. I would not. I would not want to know. I mean, even if that happened, as fucked up as it is, I want to be left thinking that, you know, my mom was donated and that she's doing some good out there helping to figure out Alzheimer's. After that many years, do not come back. I just think it was very insensitive. And that was right. I'm done. It was insensitive. No, I totally agree. Grief is a bitch. And to dig that up again, I think the 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 work that these reporters did was really, really important. And they showed a lot of the dirty side of this industry. But yeah, you don't need to... to you could have done that without contacting mm-hmm. those family members. You could have still had a great article and brought all this information to the front row without contacting the families mm-hmm. and leaving them anonymous. Yeah, I agree. I just think, I don't know. It just is, yeah, it bothers me. So families were not informed that the BRC would profit from selling body parts. Employees actually told families that selling body parts was illegal and led them to believe that their loved one's bodies would not be sold, right? Because if someone's telling you one thing, you wouldn't assume that they would do the other. Right. Bodies like Doris were sold for around $6,000. Holy shit. Makes you think how much you're worth. (laughs) Yeah, when you think you're worthless... No, 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 baby. You're at least worth a solid (laughs) $6,000. 
In 2014, the FBI raided their facility during a multi-state investigation. The agents were blindsided by what they found. 10 tons of body parts and 40 freezers. They were buckets of body parts and the bodies of different people sewn together at the facility. A cooler was filled with male genitalia, a bucket of heads, arms, and legs, infected heads, and a small woman's head sewn onto a large male torso, like Frankenstein, hanging up on the wall. Now, some of this makes sense to me, and some of this doesn't make sense to me. Right, yeah. The 10 tons of body parts is, I mean, of course, it's a storage facility, but that is absurd. You would think that'd be dispersed between multiple storage. Yes. And it should get to the places where they belong, like to the... It shouldn't be sitting there for that long, right? As weird as it sounds, I do understand the male genitalia. You might need that to learn certain surgeries. Mm -hmm. I understand that. As weird as it would be to find a bucket full of it, like... I can see what they were trying to do. Yes, that makes sense to me. What are your thoughts on Frankenstein? I... I honestly was speechless. I'm speechless. Like, there is no medical reason for that to happen. It's just people fucking around and people having absolutely no respect for the people who donated their bodies. And it's clearly not in secret because, you know, all companies have people that are just not good at their jobs, just don't have any respect and don't do things right. It was hanging up on the wall. So management was fine with this like this is okay yeah was it a culture thing that they're like we're just fucking around we have this frankenstein person oh my god what a great workplace culture (laughs) wow (laughs) this is exactly what i've been looking for hire me oh my god and then i'm sure those body parts are unusable when you fuck around with them that much so what a waste yeah But in 10 tons, I was probably wasting some of it. I mean, how long can they really... Well, you can probably keep it for a while, but... Maybe the need isn't as great as they make it out to be. That's a scary, scary thought. With all this information, both I and Janelle were really curious how easy it might be to communicate with one of these body brokerage businesses and also how easy it would be to buy a specimen. We read one article and I think it was from Reuters. They also did some research and they were actually got through to the point that they were sent, I believe, uh, two heads and a spinal cord. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And that article was from at least a couple of years ago. So I reached out to a body donation center right on their website. There was a place for information about body donation, and then there was a place for requesting specimen. So I scrolled down and I picked up the email address and I concocted this email. Now I didn't give any false information. Um, and you know, this is all totally legal. I have my full name in my email. Uh, I didn't falsify who I was. My email went like this. Good afternoon. I'm looking to receive information on pricing and delivery methods through your company, as well as expected conditions. We are looking for two feet, 
for a research project for training and developmental purposes. Any information you can share regarding the specimen, delivery, and condition would be greatly appreciated. I would also like to know if the specimen can be returned for a disposal. Best regards, Morgan. So I sent this email and they did respond to me, you know, just saying thanks for reaching out. We need to register your company as a customer. Can you please fill out the attached application and agreement to complete this process? Once the application has been approved, I can provide you with pricing at any requested information. I have not filled out the application yet. I do um, plan to fill it out and send it back and just see how far in the process I can get before, you know, maybe they kind of stop and realize that this might not be who they think it is. But at the end of the day, I, I said who I was and it's not illegal for me to do this. So they sent me the application. There's a lot of like legal information. Um, and most of the pages are the application and the agreement portion of it. But really all that I would need to fill out is this very, very small portion. And I was shocked to see that they really don't ask for a lot of information. Uh, most of it's just like anything else, any other delivery, like you're doing an Amazon delivery, they need to know where they're delivering it to, your name, your phone number, everything like that. So that's pretty standard. They do require that you have a business mailing address and that it's not residential. You do have to confirm twice so this, that where they would be spent, where they would be sending the specimen would not be a residential home. They ask for your company name, uh, your website, fax number, but if you don't have a website, you don't have a fax number, you can leave those blank. It's not a requirement. Uh, they ask for your billing information, of course. And then they ask for the reason and the purpose for receiving the specimen. They wanna know, is this for surgeon training? Is this for a bioskills lab? Is this for research and development? Is this for a research study? Or is this for medical education? So you get to check one of those boxes and a lot of that's really vague. So I am gonna be checking the research and development box. And then they just ask for a small sentence or two on the details of what you will be doing with that specimen. And that's it. They don't ask you what your qualifications are. You don't need to have any special qualifications or degrees or anything like that. No licensure. You don't need any of that. You don't need it. And they don't, they don't ask, you know, what lab you're going to be using. Don't need it. It'll be interesting to see. I plan to fill out all of this with the, you know, truthful information that I have to see if they are gonna check into that or if they're gonna right away just put me into their database and send me their price sheet and answer my questions. So, and we don't know if they're gonna look into it. We don't know if they vet the location that you're gonna be mailing it to. You don't know, we don't know if they're gonna like no. require a second person or have to look at your website so or anything really like that. that's really what I wanna, what I think we wanna find yeah. out. It's like, how far through this process can we get? Mm -hmm before they feel like there's a red flag. Mm -hmm. 
obviously i do not i absolutely do not want anybody sending me feet (laughs) at all (laughs) um i just want to see if it would be possible for me to do that and i really think that it probably would be i'm i'm skeptical you're skeptical i think that it probably would be because truthfully we could be doing research they don't ask for qualifications we are both healthcare professionals and the thing that also i just want to point out we're going to be clear with them that we don't want the feet at this time we want no. to <laughs> just get the pricing we don't want to have any we're not specifically asking for the feet i just want to be clear that we're gonna i mean i did ask for the feet but i i don't want i want more information yeah. i will not be sending them any money i we will not be making any exchanges right I'm and we're just, gonna let them know we just want the information for yes, now yeah we just want the information and i would be curious to see what their price sheet looks like mm-hmm. what what all specimens they do deal with and um what the process is because i'm just very curious about what what that looks like i do not really want feet please do not send me any feet <laughs> do not do no and i will say and this is kind of scary that from what the reuters reporter was saying this is more information than they asked for when he was able to get actual body parts they mm-hmm. asked for less information than that before they sent him body parts it was a different company it was oh i'm sorry yes it was a different company the, and as janelle explained the the company that we are communicating with you found out that they are vetted and accredited they are and not all of them are yes just a quick update from a few weeks later Morgan did, as promised, reach out to that company by filling out the form. It's been a couple weeks since she reached out and she has not gotten any response. So that leads us to believe that since she has not been added to the database, they are at least moderately screening applicants. So it does appear that they're not just handing out feet to anybody. So I actually called the same company and I wanted to ask questions from a donor's perspective. The thing that I found, well, one of the questions I asked was, hey, there's a lot of weird stuff in the media, a lot of horror stories. What are you guys doing to prevent this? And how can I be reassured that this this isn't going to happen to my loved one? They're not going to be blowed up or bodies be Frankensteined together. And they said that they were accredited by the AATB, the American Association of Tissue Banks. So I kind of just looked briefly into that. A lot of the main, well, all of the main tissue banks are accredited. So that if you are somehow still interested in this, after we talked about it, that's definitely something to look to. They have... I sort of went through the website. They have a lot of regulations and standards that you have to adhere to. So it does seem like a a pretty good regulatory body, but we really don't know. I really don't know how it works and how, how much they actually keep up with these organizations. But it is good to know that there's somebody looking out. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would really love to call a company that is not accredited by the AATB. I was trying to find one, but, you know, the vast majority of the ones that you're searching are going to be accredited. But, yeah. Oh, and another thing I was wondering that I wasn't able to find out. I wonder if, I wonder if the BRC was accredited or not. 
That's a very good question. I wish I knew. I mean, I'm going to assume no, but... This may be a more recent thing. That's true. All of these standards and communities that help back you up. I want to know. Maybe more recent. About us. Since the beginning. When was the beginning? 40 years. Okay. It was founded in 1976. So the BRC could have or could not have been accredited. I know so bad so who's gonna stop this who is gonna fix this we are we are welcome to plot twist <laughs> so one example of a way to kind of fix this is the state of colorado they signed a bill known as the human remains disposition sale business act which is say that five times fast oh <laughs> that's a grandpa joke i'm not even gonna try and that that is was introduced to regulate the body broker industry. There's regulations on the consents that they have to sign, the registration of the company, documentation, and the most interesting one that I think is a really, really good thought that they added was that they made it illegal for someone to own more than 10% interest in both a tissue bank and a funeral home or crematory. So like 10% each. Okay. Because if you're invested in one, it's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. To, so it's like a huge ethical thing. It's a huge ethical thing, yeah, because you could be using your power in the funeral home to make money for your tissue bank business. I've never thought to invest in any of these businesses before, but maybe I should start looking at the stock market on these. I don't know. The stock that market's w- garbage it's- right now. <sighs> maybe it's time to get in on it. Maybe it's time. Nobody else is thinking about it. Let's jump. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think. Nationally, a bipartisan bill has been introduced called the Consensual Donation and Research Integrity Act of 2021. So I was really excited to see that there's actually national legislation being introduced. However, it was introduced in June of 2021, and it hasn't made any progress since. It doesn't mean it, it's it's going to be revisited, but... Uh, it's it, almost 2023. Yeah, I'm concerned because it's been almost a year and a half, and there's no progress on the bill, and there needs to be progress on the bill. But they introduced it to the House in June of 2021. So under this bill... Well, the House doesn't know that this is a problem. Yeah, that we need to like step you it up. You know what I mean? These people are not aware that these are problems. I mean, they're not, they're not spending their spare time looking over like death policies. Right. Come on now. I know. But I mean, I have hope, especially as it being a bipartisan bill. I think this is something a lot of people could get behind. It I definitely just, should be. It definitely should be. I hope it's presented well. Yeah. Yeah, I do too because this needs. This is a problem. Apparently. I found a lot of information on the National Funeral National Funeral Directors Association on this bill. It's a really good resource if you want to learn more. Or you could just read the bill, but, you know. I did both. It kind of helped, but I prefer the layman's a terms. A++ plus for you. It, yeah. we're, we're really going above and beyond this episode. Under the bill, non-tissue transplantation banks would need to register with the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and they would be subject to regular inspections. They would require stricter documentation. 
including the chain of custody, everybody who has handled this body. Cremains will be required to return to families and there will be requirements put in place for the disposal of the remains used in research. So somebody's spine used for spinal reconstruction education wouldn't be returned to the family, but there has to be regulations on how that's going to be disposed. It seems from my research that most, at least any of the companies I looked at, everything had to be cremated and it needed to be like, that information needed to be sent back to that um, body donor organization that this is when it was cremated, this is where it was cremated, and this is when, where, that was it, just the when and where. So just like confirmation that yes. the, that they're so not holding on to it. Clearly, this is not actually something that everybody does then or else yeah. it wouldn't be in the bill and that's terrifying yeah yeah they hold on to it put it in their back pocket put it in their cabinet by their hanging it up over their hearth (laughs) what's that up there that's an interesting piece oh it's a spine (laughs) (laughs) donor families would have the right to information of how their loved one's body is used as we heard in the case with the brc they were left out that it was left out that the military was using bodies for experiments. It would put into place stricter labeling requirements for shipping body parts because in some cases they're showing up unlabeled. I mean, obviously with the address, but that's it. They'd have to include possible infectious agents and recommended PPE and the statement of not for transplantation to make that clear that you should be putting the shit in someone else's body because it wasn't intended for that. So call to action. How can you help? We are going to put a link to the National Funeral Directors Association. Their website has a sample letter that you can send to your legislators to kind of get this kickstarted. We're going to put it in the link tree in our Instagram. I'll also put it in the show notes. So. Send that legislation in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stop the shady body broker industry. I'm worth more than $6,000. <laughs> At least a mil. I'm priceless. Ooh, yes. Priceless. I am priceless. And I think a big takeaway for this is if you do want to donate your body to science, do your research, make sure that there's accreditation, and, and don't, don't get blown, blown up, folks. So what does it mean to bo- bonate? Oh my God. <laughs> so what does it mean to bone? Bone. What does it mean to bone? We're, <clears throat> we're already starting off really bad. Um, what does it mean to, to um like I'm like bone? bone. <laughs> like that's our what did we what did they say? It's I our. I hope this guy tunes in so he can just be. No, he no thing. he hated it. He said he can only listen to a few minutes of it, and he hated it so much. Oh my god. He's never tuning in again. Bye, bitch. Anyway. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. Music is courtesy of Matthew Modena and our resources are in the show notes.